Barney and Friends. Barney Simon. Decoranda FM. There were young people who who, who performed the Mahotella, the Mahotella Queen's music. And he just loved the dancing. Michael always loved anything that was dancing. Then he would stand up and try and get on with his kids to find out how they were doing all the Pansula <laughs> dance. And you see him beaming and smiling. But, hello, I'm Michael Jackson. How are you? And, you know, you get a handshake with that, gold, that, that golden uh, glove. It was fascinating. What did you ask him? Your first question. Um, well, I think it was just a common question. How do you find South Africa? It's very nice. I like it. Amazing. I'm probably going to buy a place here. <laughs> Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, you would have loved to work with if, if he said, uh, Sipo, listen, do you want to play saxophone? Or listen, if, do you want to play drums in my, in my backing band or whatever? I mean, have you had any opportunities like that with big names all over the world? Yes. Because I know when you were in Zim, uh, Rhodesia in those days, uh, the band Harari, you had that opportunity to go to America. What happened there? Because I think one of the band members uh, passed yes, away. Yes, Selby huh? passed away. In fact, Selby was uh, Hugh, Hugh Masekela's cousin. And we... We had been touring, um, uh, well, Rhodesia, then Zimbabwe, and Botswana, and so on. And then we we got to meet Kaifa Semenya. And Kaifa didn't bring, uh, hadn't brought his bass player and a drummer. And he wasn't too sure if he was going to pull it off, you know, with South African musicians. And we showed him up because... Uh, he didn't realize that we had been listening to some of the music that he had recorded, which was very popular in South Africa. And of course, I I was more inspired by jazz dramas, you know, like Eli Mabuza, Gordon Fandu, David Ramakasi, and of course, Elvin Jones and some of the American music, musicians. And um, I, I could play anything easily. And Kaifas asked me if I could play the music. And I started playing his songs, and he says, Oh, you know, Kaifas loves to speak Setswana. He says, Oh, what is the peanuts say, you know, in meaning that I knew the songs. And I said, Of course, I listened to the songs. And I think when he went back to the States, he told you that, Hey, hey there were some youngsters out there, killer musicians. I didn't know that people at home, you know, because when these people left, they they were not introduced to any other music other than what they were hearing in America. So they didn't realize that the musicians at home worked just as hard. And he 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 told Huma Sikel about us. And we sent we had just recorded the Harari album and we sent Hugh the album. He flipped. Such that Mary Makeba recorded one of our songs. And Hugh sent for us he wrote a letter to selby to say look i'm looking to be playing with guys at home can you guys come and join me yes we will come and join you two weeks later selby died but selby was your uh, partner your friend your he was i everything. mean you it must have been how did you pick yourself up after that <laughs> i mean uh, did you you came back to south africa right it, it was it was uh, no he actually died here oh did he okay. he died in south africa and um we had just gone to a party 
you know, we uh, there was a group from Lesotho called Uhuru, Sankomoto, Tsepetsula, and, and all those guys. So we were actually celebrating uh, some of the Amer- South African-American musicians who had been to Lesotho and they had come home. And these were the musicians who were saying, hey, man, we heard you guys, Huma Sikela is coming, and you guys are going to be playing with him, and you're going to be going to America. And, of course, we were all excited. That evening, there was a lady called Tande Kangono. She used to back Miriam, Kaifa's letter, and Hugh. So, there were, you know, there was a whole motley crew of South Africans in, in, in the U.S. that would work with each other and so So, obviously, we were quite excited, and I took Selby home. At, at that evening, I think it was about 3 o'clock in the morning after the party. And um, we had uh, planned to meet at uh, her, uh, uh, Lucky Rancha and Chabeling's place, who was the promoter of Sankumata. That's where we had a party the night before. So we had planned to meet in the morning. So I went to Dubé, waited for Selby, and... Some for some reason he had not arrived, and I thought oh, maybe he was tired. He's still sleeping. And three ladies come around and they started crying. And these people were saying, "Oh no, no, Sipo, have you heard Selby died?" As and I just dismissed it because I was the last person to drop him. Mm. I took him home. I said, "No, are you talking about Selby from our band?" And they said, "Yes, yes, you know." Girls loved Selby. He was good looking. And they were crying. And I said, No, man, Selby's okay. He's probably sleeping. And I just, No, 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 Sipo. We heard Selby has passed on. And now I was beginning to, you know. And uh, I think Lucky, who was the promoter, said to me, Sipo, maybe you should go to, you know, you should go to Deep Kloof just to go and check. And um, I had a microbus that I was driving, Mary's car. And all of us got into that car and we started driving to Dublin, but I was getting nervous. I mean, I had been, it was three o'clock. So only about four hours, I had dropped him. It would not have been possible for me to think that Selby would have died within that time. And as we drove around to his house, and I saw the hearse. Mm. Oh, it was one of those moments that really shattered me. It just shattered me. I just didn't know. Even still then, I just didn't believe that it had happened. I wanted to, you know, to hear it. I wanted to see him. I drove and I parked the car. Just as I was walking in, his dad came out. And he said, there's your friend. He's gone. Yeah, that was that was it. And that uh, changed your life in a way, hey? You uh, yeah, turned it around it and did. you had to decide. Listen, we're not because you know it, it, when you you are band members, you eat together, you tour together, you fight, we you slept together, and you did we, everything and, uh, and everything together. Uh, <clears throat> how did your life change after that? Um, after the funeral and whatever, you had to pick yourself <sighs> up again. I, uh, was it difficult? It was very very difficult. In fact, at some stage, I wasn't too sure if I, I wanted to carry on. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I, I, I thought I had to recollect my, you know, 
my strength. And I thought, assuming I had been the one who had done, what would have Selby done? Would he have stopped play? Of course not. In honour to him, then maybe it's we one should consider continuing. And I also think that Alec as well had just given up because at that time there were only three of us. And Alec had decided, no, I don't even think it's worth it. He went to go and find a job somewhere and, and so on. And um, I went to Alec and I said, look, let's, let's think about what would have Selby decided if, he, if any of us died. And we both agreed that he probably would have continued. And that's how we managed to recollect our strengths and uh, record it. And I started looking for other musicians, you know, recruiting people. But of course, Alec was there. And I went to Thelma. Thelma was a, a woman pianist that used to play with a group called The Minerals. I went to ask her, to come and play because the minerals had also disintegrated. And her dad said, go ahead. Of course, what, what, you know, what Selby's death had also meant is that because this group was very popular, every media just picked up on it. You know, we were in every newspaper. So it was, it was just a natural phenomenon that we would grow bigger with Thelma coming to join us. And then I recruited a, a guitarist from Zim, um, Louis Mklanger. He was an, and a percussionist from Malawi. And the band, of course, started uh, growing. Mm. And we recorded our first album. Wow. Voila. Everybody started inviting the band to come and perform. It's an amazing story as well about how you can actually be positive and pick up your life and yeah. continue on behalf of your best friend or yes, whatever. And absolutely. Still today on stage, do you think of him, flashes? Do you yes, do it for him every it does, single it day? Does, it does. It's amazing. Especially when I do the um, song Norwegian Wood. Okay. It's, it's, it's that experimental journey that I always recollect and think, yeah, the first time I... I, I I sang on stage, Selby played guitar on that song. And it, it just brings back that, those great memories. I don't want to think of the, of his passing. I always think of the great times mm. that we used to celebrate, you know, yeah, celebrate his life. all that stuff, you know. Of course, his passing was, was devastating in a way. But at the same time, it also inspired new ideas and new thoughts in what we were doing. Uh, the squatter camp story as well, hey? I mean, you, you knew those guys sad. and I mean, it's, it's... I had actually wanted to record some music with mm. them. You know, I, I think at some stage, I, in fact, they remembered that I, I had wanted to record an album with them because I've always considered, you know, as I keep referring to an experimental journey, my music is, is all about that. You know, if I hear things that I think I like and I can relate to, I want to work with those things. And of course, Squatter Camp was one of this new group that just came into the scene. The rap that I heard from them was representative of who I am as a township person, 
and I just loved them. And I told the record company that I wanted to work with Squatter Camp. I, I, you know, I wanted to get them to do one rap song on my album, but I never really got to to the point mm-hmm. where I could record with them because they started traveling. They, I also was traveling, so we just never really got to get together to do that. Yeah, it's amazing how music can touch people, and when musicians die, yes. Um, yeah, people really feel it. I mean, it's mm, like, mm. it's really sad. Absolutely. I mean, Kurt Cobain, Absolutely. Michael Jackson, I mean, these rock lucky stars. Lucky Dubé. They t- you know? Lucky, another one. Oh, wow. lucky. We'll talk about Lucky a little later on because uh, I want to talk about uh, Lucky used to arrive at the SABC with these vinyls for me to play on radio. So, uh, we, uh, An hour gone already. Can you believe it, Super? Are you kidding me? <laughs> an hour gone. <laughs> and you're still in high school, sort of. <laughs> We're still moving on. Uh, we'll chat again and then um, I want to play... Oh, how about some Maria Makeba next? Would yes. you like me to play some Maria Makeba? We'll yes. talk about Maria. Please, please do. Three seven nine four Twitter cost of one rand fifty. Say hello to Super Six. Maybe you at one of his concerts, or maybe you know him. Barney and friends. Barney Simon.